What's going on, everybody, and welcome to another weekly installment of LOCs and CBD, fucking alphabet soup, Legion on Zoom's new comic book day, day, day. I still rot thunder. Miguel, <laughs> what do we got this week? Yo, exactly. So for today, June 23rd, 2021, like summer's fucking here, motherfuckers. Like, all right, what, what are we doing? What are we reading? So we got we got a few recommendations of typical we stuff Marvel and DC, of course, but we're going to give you guys one special image one. This is just one. We're going to give it a shot. It's been getting a lot of hype. We have Spawn's Universe, number one, by Todd McFarlane and several artists. They have a lot of fucking artists on it. Um, and the idea with this is like, as you, as you know, Spawn actually has been one of the longest running fucking creator owned uh, uh, uh books right in the early 90s mid 90s i think it came out right i probably should know this and but the thing is now for the first time it's really going to become its own universe and it's going to have from this this is supposed to be the entry point for people like me and you who maybe bred spawn a little bit maybe seen a few episodes of the hbo show which i've actually been watching it now on hbo max it's really fucking good it's a great, even the intro, because it starts with Todd McFarlane yes! talking. Like, nice. Yo, he turns and like, I oh, love hello. the young Italian Todd McFarlane. I don't know if he's Italian, but he looks like Italian as fuck in no, those McFarlane, that's like Yeah, I was going to say, judging by his name, McFarlane. But look at him in those intros. He's fresh as hell, young, making that image money. Yo, one of the first bread. superstars, man. One of the first superstars outside of like Stanley, Jack Kirby, household names. I remember Todd McFarlane was on everybody's tongue in those nice. like back in the early 90s when Spawn debuted. Spawn was like the top motherfucking character. It's right. on HBO Max, I think, the old school cartoon show, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. It is. It yeah. is. And it, 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 it cartoon feels like infantile. No, it's like it's an adult fucking show that's animated. No, and, and it's that actually word. really yeah, good. Yeah. I just finished season one. I recommend uh, people watch it. It's so, it's so good. E- e- and even that little cheesy thing at the beginning, it's cool with Todd talking to you about the episode and his inspiration. It's it's really fucking good. And yeah, and Todd, I think he's talking about Farland. He's the CEO of Image. So he's making fucking money. He's got his McFarlane toys. Yet, he's still been on it. He's been on his fucking Spawn book. You got to give him credit. But this is the first time that it's going to become a universe. It's going to branch out to a bunch of other stories, a bunch of different titles, different spawns, like Gunslinger Spawn. There's, uh, I don't know, there's other spawns. <laughs> she don't really know. Spawn has gonna, a lot of variations, bro. There's going to be a lot of variations, a lot of different books that's going to expand the universe. And so, and it, I think it's also a take advantage because there's been the news, which we haven't talked about too much, that the, the, the what are the, the Twitch and what's the other cop name? Sam and Twitch. Sam and Twitch. Apparently, they're going to become a show also. Yeah. And so that's been in the works from years before. Kevin Smith really tried to make that into a show, too. Uh, but now it's actually apparently going to really become a show. And so this is if you want to know about Spawn and if you like fucking dope ass looking characters with epic chains and shit, read Spawn. Come on. Word. Actually, last week we recommended Benham, the last issue of Benham from Donny Cates, Benham 200. And, and there's a good um, uh, quote that Donny Cates shares that he says uh, from Todd McFarlane, the top McFarlane just shared with him. 
kids like chains. And that's fucking true. Not just kids. Chains are fucking cool. Because like the if you read Benham 200, I hope you did right now, you figured out that now uh, Benham's son, Eddie Brock's son, Dylan, is the new Benham. And he has fucking chains. And he looks fucking cool, okay? So Can't go wrong. You cannot get wrong. So read Spawn's universe number right. one. I just need one minute. Best chained uh, devil spawn. Is it Scorpion, Ghost Rider, or Spawn? Real quick, go. Ghost Rider. Yeah, Ghost Rider. Rod. Spawn. <laughs> spawn. We is, I think he has more chains than, all of, than both of them combined, and thus he is the most epic of the chained devil spawns. My only reason that she's choosing Ghost Hell Rider spawns. is because it's yeah, because I was gonna say Hell Spawn. Hell Spawn because it's that that spawn also uses his cape a lot, but Ghost Rider really only uses his chain. Facts, you know, he's, a, he's a biker's biker, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but so those are our recommendations, at least from Image. And then let's move on to Marvel. For Marvel, we have we've been talking. Fucking read the Heroes Reborn book. It issues one through seven already came out by Jason Aaron. We have the last issue, Heroes Return, which is going to be exclusively Jason Aaron and Ed McGinnis. We've said before, we had a different artist for each of the Heroes uh, uh, Reborn book. It was all about Blade getting the Avengers back together while the Squadron Supreme figure shit out what was happening in this Mephisto fucking created world, uh, which is because of Phil Coulson, because Phil Coulson's the president and he did all this with... Uh, like a cosmic cube that's like a hell cube or something. It's fucking dope. And so now this, the last issue ended with Squad and Supreme uh, uh, facing off the Avengers. Fucking read this. Let's see what fucking happens. Uh, yeah, so I we recommend this a lot. Other than that, we've been saying about these books before. Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, number 15 by Al Ewing and Juan Frigeri. Uh, Al Ewing, he's been doing an incredible run with Immortal Hulk. His run on Guardians of the Galaxy has been fucking... I've said this before. The last good run was by Dan Abnett and Andy Lanning. This is The run you... The, the movies you've seen were because of Andy Lanning and Dan Abnett. That's the Guardians of the Galaxy you know and love. All right? Al Ewing is the next big fucking uh, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy writer. I cannot uh, uh, highlight, highlight this enough. They fought the gods of Olympus. Jeez. They're doing all kinds of crazy shit right now. Now they're basically the Avengers in space. And now they have Dr. Doom in the Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay, because... What? Yes, exactly. Something <laughs> epic is coming. Like, that's the thing. Something so epic is coming. It's going to lead to the event that's called Annihil The Last Annihilation, which is supposed to happen, I think, next month. That Doom is aware about it. And he basically joins the galaxy because of it. It's fucking good. W read this shit. Dr. Doom in space with Rocket like Raccoon. Some... <laughs> <laughs> I like how something so like world breaking, like as far as like the grammar goes, is happening in such a casual time frame. The last annihilation is happening next month. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Shit's right around the corner. No, and the art is beautiful. The the story, the whole stuff is epic. And we, we have the key Guardians of characters that you love. Nova also as well. And no, it's really good, fucking good. We recommend it. Building off of Al Owing's work, though, you have to then, if you're reading Guardians of you're going to have to read Sword. Sword number six comes out. 
This is the X-Men book. This is X-Men in space. And so Al Ewing is writing the X-Men in space book. So he's writing the basically the Avengers in space book, which is going to the galaxy. He's writing X-Men in space. And he's building, he's really, really, really building this cosmic world of, of, of Marvel in a way that I'm telling you, we have not seen since Andy Lanning and, and, and Dan Abnett uh, uh, from back in the day, from DNA. And so I really recommend Sword 6. It's, it's dealing with the repercussions. Oh, okay, we can talk about this now. We've been talking about the Hellfire Gala, the big event, the X-Men, in, you know, the, on, on Krakoa, introducing yeah. themselves to the world, to the humans. The big thing they did now is that the X-Men, the mutants, colonized, legit colonized Mars. What the fuck? Somebody called it, I think, on the last episode. Somebody said some shit like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and it's appropriate with the color. If you're watching us on YouTube right now, Word, I'm on Mars. Chez is on Mars right now. I'm with the mutants. Like, so they beat the rest of the countries of the Earth. So that's why we, we've got glimpses of how the, the Hellfire Gala ends with a lot of the well, humans and the governments not very happy <laughs> with them. Like, legit. So they not just colonized the Earth. They fucking flexed their muscles, especially Mag this was Magneto's idea. So in Sword number six, we have a big confrontation between Magneto and Sword. So this is what you got to watch because we have a new Sword that's based on Mars. So we have Sword which is the supposedly protecting Earth from aliens on yeah. Earth. And then we have S.W.O.R.D. from Mars as well. And so this was all Magneto's idea. And they just not colonized Mars. They also made it inhabit uh, habitable. They created, they changed the fucking, they added fucking iron to the core. They did a whole bunch of Jesus. shit where there's oxygen exists. There's rivers flowing. There's, uh, 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 you know, uh, What's he say? The grass growing and all that yeah. kind of stuff. So they flora and fauna. Well, what's the word? They terraformed it. They they yeah. colonized yeah. it oh. in terraformed Mars. Toma humanos. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that's so so fucking if, if you're listening to us right now, this is why you need to read the Hellfire Gala books, the planet size X-Men from before. Read Sword right now. Uh, and then uh, building off of that from the Hellfire Guy, we also have Way of X number three by Simon Spurrier and Bon Quinn, which I'm glad Chez is fucking reading this book, too. What do you think, bro? Dude, this book has legit crossed. I was thinking about I just caught goosebumps even like as soon as I started talking about it, like for real, because it crossed off a bunch of shit from my comic book reading bucket list like i'll start because it, like it's so crazy how much it covers one i've always wanted to read an x-men book i never really have always been a dc head boom i've always wanted to get an in-depth look at nightcrawler got that he's the boom. main character of way effect um so what's happening is because all the mutants have the island of krakoa they have their ideal utopia they can come back whenever it's actually starting to flip the newer generations, kind of like, I feel like it's almost like a social commentary on today. People have it so good that things are starting to get fucked up. Oh, I like that. Yeah, like, like, I love Way of X. It's like, it's so layered and so deep when you think about it. It's a commentary comic, I'm starting to see. So because they can come back, there's not really any death unless you pay attention to the bureaucracy and shit. It's like, the kids are getting a bit more reckless. People are getting almost too indulgent um, because there's not really like a system of belief in place. And there seems to be this big baddie in the background called the Patchwork Man. So Ooh. the whole series itself has to deal with 
the big existential questions. Oh, you know, like when it comes to theology, it's Nightcrawler, who was a devout Catholic. This is also about his transition away from that after everything that he's seen on Krakoa, because it makes you question so many concepts. So then, um, fucking, the deeper they get into this shit, the patchwork man catches the attention of Charles Xavier. And it, in between all the religious questioning and him speaking to different Omega level mutants, Charles reveals that he believes, and this is another bucket list item. I've always wanted to get an in-depth look at any comic with David Haler in it, also known as Legion, one of the most powerful mutants in all of comic bookdom, point blank, who's Xavier's son. So now, and this is from number two, which I'm sure I can say this because everyone's about to buy number three. He, so apparently this organization called Orcus. Yeah. Um, I don't know where the fuck they've kept Legion, but they had his brain. So apparently he's been dead all this time. He's been brought back to life on Krakoa in a fully formed body. And he's Yo, and, and I think building off of that, because I, th- I do think that's what's beautiful about the story about like, we know Nightcrawler's Catholic. He, 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 I think he's an ordained priest or something. Yeah, right? yeah, like, full, full and full, I think. Full, full, and he's dealing with all this shit, right? Because like, people now don't die, right? They come back, and so it's yeah. like, what does this mean, right? And all that kind of shit. And so dealing with all that, and then in this story, right, he finds out that, like you said, it's like Orcus has had tortured Legion, basically just kept his brain alive. Yeah. And so Legion asks Nightcrawler, kill me. Yeah, you know, so I can come back, which is it's incredible. The tension. Simon Spurrier is a great fucking writer. You believe how Nightcrawler struggles with this moment and then fucking like he's about to pray for a uh, 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 legion as he's about to kill him. And then he's like, yeah. he's like, oh, you know, what? fuck it, fucking never mind. And then just kills exactly. him. Exactly. And it's like fucking in like it's just layered as fuck exactly because as, as we said you know we have this whole thing about the from before there's certain precognitive mutants that can't be resurrected and then we have the whole thing with patchwork man which is like this kind of boogeyman uh yeah. uh that the people who come back from you know, the resurrected they mentioned that they saw the patchwork yeah. man but you don't know what it is and that's the thing so just like miguel said precocs don't get revived Legion is so powerful that when Xavier decided to hold off, he did it to himself and put his own consciousness in his own body. No! He's, he's a god with a lowercase g. I think like, for people out there to know, like the way the resurrection thing works just quickly, I, I hope you've heard some of our, I think it was uh, LOC Apocalypse. I think it was one, one of our episodes where we got went into this in deep detail. I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. where... The, the way they're resurrected by a bunch of mutants, they do the whole mutant body, blah, 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 blah that, and, and sinister gen, gen, genetics stuff. But Xavier is the key thing at the end that he with through Cerebro basically downloads the essence of the people into the into the into the husk of the yeah. individual. Legion was the motherfucker, the first one to do it on his own, because we have this scene where Charles Xavier says, no. He's like, I can't do it. Legion is too chaotic. He's too, he will destroy everything we've done. And Legion straight up goes like, nah, if you want to do it, you got to do it yourself. And he, he, he brings himself back to life. But that's how fucking like, Omega I, I level. Yeah, like, I don't even understand that. Like, how do, 
what? <laughs> but the, but then it goes to show once he comes back, I like he he's quickly because like, once again bucket list reading item. I've always wanted to read something with Legion in it, and he's fast becoming one of my favorite characters. He gets back. He's like, all right. First of all, I'm not as crazy as you people think. You guys are being holier than thou, and let's get real with everything that's going on. So then the big mic drop at the end because he's just so powerful. He realized, yeah, I know the Patrick man, of course. He's familiar with all astral playing against happenings just because he's such a massive power. He drops the shoe and identifies the patchwork as fucking onslaught. I couldn't even oh, take shit. it. I was, I was like, what? What the? Yo, I've never owed out loud while reading a comic that many times in my life. That happens very rarely. I legit said, oh, shit. And then it just ends there. <laughs> Yo, exactly. I gotta Nash. see that page though. What's like that whole epic on- armored onslaught? Or no, 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 no not yet. That the pa- so it's so apparently there's a crisis coming. Maybe all this crazy shit is signing together, but onslaught is coming. And he's before my time, which is the last. Well, not re- well, not before I was born, but before like I cared deeply about comics. <laughs> you are- and and this is another bucket list item. I've only seen Onslaught in the Marvel versus Capcom games. I'm oh, getting Onslaught shit. within my reading time. Right. So I'm, like, I'm, I'm all in on this book. I fucking love it. One of my favorite comic books ever. And I'm only two issues in. Yeah, word we shared not that long ago on our Instagram, Legion on Zoom. You got to follow us. Also on Twitter, follow us. Uh, where there's, I think, cover of number issue four or five. It's a, ish, it's a picture of Onslaught proper dragging Nightcrawler. So... Because at the at the end of issue two, we just get onslaught like as a cloud figure. Because Legion is the only one that sensed him and knows that it's him, you know. But for fans out there that who don't know what onslaught, you fucking need to know who onslaught. It was one of the biggest events of the fucking nineties. It's like there was this awesome uh, X Men number twenty five, which was illustrated I think by Andy Kubert. Um, it's the issue where Magneto fucking took the Wolverine's adamantium out of his body. And because of that extreme uh, instance, Xavier shut Magneto's brain down. Went so far as doing his powers like to that. What that led to is that he apparently took a little bit of Magneto into his mind and then led to it was a seed to create Onslaught. So Onslaught is basically the amalgam of Xavier and Magneto it is this, this epic telepathic creature and then led to the Onslaught event which is huge which actually led to the original Heroes Return Reborn event from the 90s that we've been talking about the new version now it's all connected it's all fucking connected <laughs> Onslaught's coming back Heroes Return is coming back fucking read all of this right now guys um, and so it's fucking big because now we figure out that Onslaught never died like he's Fuck. still there in the ether and like he's like involved in this process it's like what is happening why is he fucking with people as they die and come back like what's going on and so the only people involved is legion and, and, and nightcrawler come on how do you not want to and then just to sell this next issue specifically because we're talking about hellfire gala apparently this issue is about how kurt nightcrawler got drunk at the hellfire gala doesn't remember shit, and it's about him remembering what happened during the event. So I'm sure it's going to be a fun I and so wait. consequential book. So I, we recommend that a lot. <laughs> so and the last book, and for DC for NCBD, 
the one we recommend, we've been talking about this ramen number three by Joshua Williamson and Gleb Melnikov. We highly recommend this. We mentioned before. We why were we interested in it? Robin died at the beginning of issue at the end of issue one because he's in this Mortal Kombat type setting at the Lazarus Island. But it is the Lazarus Island, so of course people come back to life because it's the Lazarus Island, right? So, but it's very Mortal Kombat ish. The rule is you get three deaths and then that's it, and then you and then you're dead, dead. And so that's the tournament idea. It's it's still it's good art. It's like he's he. It's a lot of good fun stuff. The biggest thing is that they have Hawk Connor Hawk, I think, who was I think the first Green Arrow sidekick. I don't know anything about Green Arrow, but the the interwebs say that's a big deal. So I don't. I don't know. Yeah, it is. He's one of the top martial artists on Earth, right? He's like it's Connor Hawk, Richard Dragon, Lady Shiva, oh, Dick Grayson. Shit. Yeah, Connor. Uh, Connor Hawk is the actual, he's the actual son of Green Arrow, right? Yeah. Uh-huh, oh, right. Shit. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Actually, and then uh, Roy Harper is like you know was like the Dick Grayson to to um, Oliver. But, but like for Hawk, like he was never like w- did something happen like for the New Fifty Two or he never we never saw him again, right? Or because that's yeah, what I think what I read like that he just disappeared. So now this is the first time he's appearing, mm. and so so that's why Damn. it's a big deal. And like Rod said, he's a fucking epic fucking martial artist. Imagine him going fucking toe to toe with fucking Damian Wayne, man, the son of That's... Batman and fucking Talia Al Ghul. That's crazy. And, and apparently, Connor Hawk is being um, influenced by some league. I don't remember which league, <laughs> but one of the leagues, not <laughs> Damian's the league, <laughs> uh, not the Damian's family league. Uh, but it's a fun book. It's so it's good art. Uh, we really, really recommend. Uh, you guys, it's come on, fucking read it. It's, it's fun. And I'm not gonna front props to DC because that's one thing they've always done that I really have never. I mean, I've seen it from Marvel in the form of you know like Shang Chi and Iron Fist. But I feel like DC has really always gone balls deep into the hierarchy of like their top martial artists and there's discussions and shit. And like there's panels and comics where people have conversations about who the top martial artists on Earth are. You don't see that too often in, in Marvel. Word. You just iron fish and Shang-Chi. That's it. <laughs> yeah. All right. That's true. And so those are our recommendations for the week, please. These are coming out right now today. Go to your comic book Word. shop, go to Comixology on- online, get them, go get them both, get them on your digital fucking app and then go get the actual book too. Why not? Uh, but besides that, if you're only on the digital side, you know, we got our DC universe infinite picks. These are the issues that came out this week. So yesterday, actually. Yeah. Uh, Word. And so these are the books we're recommending for me. I'm recommending Batman one Oh five. Uh, by James Tinian the Fourth and Christian Deuce, and, and 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 I think it has a lot of other artists for this book. It's still just building the uh, the lore of Batman after the Joker War. It's been fun. They've introduced a new character called the Ghost uh, uh, Ghost Maker, which I recently was thinking, how challenging is it to create a new character for Batman that has to do with his past? You know, like. Word. Yo, Batman's been around for 80 years, right? It's like, you would think that everybody fucking already wrote everything that could be written about his past, no? But James Tinian IV figured out a way to add, basically, there's this person 
that was like Batman. Like you, we know Batman trained right after the after the death of yeah. his parents when he became a teenager. He went out the world to train to become the best everything. Right, <laughs> the best everything. <laughs> There's this one person that kind of did the same thing, not for the same reasons, but did the same thing. <laughs> and then they trained together and then they fell apart. That's who Ghostmaker is. Basically, a Batman that says it's okay to kill and has no emotional attachment to anything. And so he's made his way to Gotham because of everything that would happen with Bane. Uh, and so he's trying to show, uh, and with the Joker War too, with everything, every, everything went to shit. Because obviously now, if you not know, Batman's basically broke as fuck. He doesn't have any money because Joker basically spent the whole money, and, and it was a hot mess. Uh, and so now Ghostmaker's in Gotham and is facing off Batman, and, and it's a, it's actually a cool story. Every time I see people making a new Batman character, I'm like. Mm. Like, I don't know. Like, yeah, who's just, the artist? Who's the artist in that again? I forget. But it's like I've seen images of Ghostmaker and he always looks amazing. Like, oh, the, the, I think it was designed Jimenez. primarily by Jimenez. It's like, I think, I think, what is it? Is it Jose Jimenez? Jorge? No. Jorge Jimenez. I think you're right, right? Yeah, that beautiful artwork. Oh, my God. Yes, Jorge Jimenez. I yeah. love that artwork. It, um, so I'm definitely going to check that out. And my pick. I've been talking about Endless Winter, Justice League Endless Winter. It's an event. It's like a Game of Thrones. There's a, a Frost King, I believe his name is. A little Marvel-esque. And it's a storyline that's running both in the past with, you know, an old school kind of like team. Think uh, Avengers 1 billion. And then it's taking place in the current time where there's this endless horde of, of Frost and not Loki. But just different kinds of because there's a frost king or some shit. Yeah. So yeah, now there's a Black Adam Endless Winter special number one. Oh okay. uh, last week we spoke about the Superman special, which I read and I enjoyed. Oh, did you not because you didn't like the no, you did like the the endless winter, the number one issue. Yeah, right? the did Justice League. Yeah, this oh, has no. been a, a good story. I, I'm gonna keep reading it. And, and I, I haven't read a uh even though it's uh, six months past, it doesn't really matter, right? This is a current Justice League story. Um, and I haven't really read an in-continuity Justice League story in a while. I tend to read the multiverse. Is it six months? Is this, I thought it was I less. believe it's six. Yep, still oh, six. Because okay. this storyline, I believe, is from the winter. So if you were reading it in paper format, you would have been reading it while we got... We got a good amount of snowstorms this, uh, this yeah. winter here in New York City. <laughs> we did. And not only that, the, the writers are also... Speaking a little bit about, um, oh, let me tell you about the creative team. Um, so it's written by uh, Ron Mars and the aforementioned Andy Lanning, yes. drawn by Brandon Peterson and Marco Santucci, right? And uh, I, it's almost like a metaphor for also the quarantine. I'm not sure because, you know, like, I'm, if, I, I don't have read any interviews with the writers, but they speak about how, like, you know, like this endless winter sweeping the earth, right? Because of this, this like Viking guy who died, tr died tragically. He was a, a, a cryomancer in the past and he died tragically. A what um, now? A, cr a cryomancer. So an he's like a, an ice mage. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's yeah. epic. So but then he... But focus, don't speak magic out here. And, and apparently he was frozen <laughs> underneath the Fortress of Solitude. And then there's just I'm not reading Superman, but apparently the Ford something happened to the Fortress of Solitude and it's no longer there. And no, it awoke the Frost King and now he's raging and and now everybody's like stuck inside because it's an endless winter. And uh, and uh, this is about Black Adam, high character right now, uh, our favorite DC antihero. 
one of our favorite DC fancy heroes. So I'll be checking that out. Nice. Yo, that's awesome. Uh, so, so because I, I, I did read the Superman book because this is the, the Bendis run of Superman in Action Comics, which wasn't, it's okay. It's all right. But, but one of the coolest things was they introduced Rogal Sar, who's apparently the person who destroyed Krypton. And, and this person was involved in destroying the original Fortress of Solitude, who now that's why Superman's Fortress of Solitude now is in the Bermuda Triangle. Um, and so, so that's dope that they're using that to see like, so uh, something was underneath that, you know, like, and I, I like that. That's a, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. Uh, I, I'm actually now, I, I think I want to check this book out. That storyline sounds crazy. I'm, I will literally just be getting the info off of you from that. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, folks, there you have the weeklies go buy shit, go read shit so we could keep getting shit. This is Chez. Yo, it's Miguel. This is Rod. Peace out, people. Deuces. Legion on Zoom, starring and produced by Jose Perez, a.k.a. Chez, Rodney Martinez, and myself, Miguel Arce. Please subscribe on wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or shoot us an email at legiononzoom at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow us on social media at Legion on Zoom.